Welcome to the next episode in the Bymans Archive series. I'm John Crocker, Managing Partner at Bymans, and today I'm joined by Stephen Gross. Welcome, Stephen, and thank you for joining us. Could you tell us a bit more about the Sutherland case of 1997? Ewan Sutherland was a gay young man aged 17, and we brought an application on his behalf to the European Commission of Human Rights, as it then was, in 1994. Now, at the time, the age of consent for gay men was 18, whereas for gay women, it was 16, and underage sex was a criminal offence. Ewan was brought to us by Stonewall to bring this case on his behalf. He complained that this difference of treatment interfered with his respect for his private life, and that the discrimination between gay men and gay women was unjustified. The government argued that young people's sexuality wasn't fixed at 16 and that Parliament was entitled to express its disapproval of young people having gay sex. The European Commission of Human Rights decided in 1997 that there was unjustified discrimination and then referred the case to the Court of Human Rights. Now, in May 1997, there was a change of government and the Labour government came in and they negotiated a settlement with us. The Home Office was represented in the negotiations by a then fairly young lawyer called Shami Chakrabarti. And on our side, we had me and Angela Mason from Stonewall. And as a result of that settlement, the new government introduced the Sexual Offences Amendment Act of 2000, which reduced the age of consent for gay men to 16, and that act came into force on the 8th of January 2001. As a result of that, the government agreed to settle the case and to pay our costs, and we had achieved what we wanted to achieve, which was a change in the law to achieve equal rights for uh, gay young men. What sort of impact do you think that this case had? I think it was just one staging post in a gradual amendment of uh, gay rights and accretion of gay rights. We relied on the fact that across Europe there was no corresponding discrimination against gay men. And over the course of the years, there have been a number of other cases building on that. There was the gays in the armed forces case, Lustig, Preen and others against the United Kingdom, of which we were also a part. And generally, it was an acceptance that the right to uh, be a homosexual was part of the right to respect for private life. What do you think it was that made Sutherland a cutting-edge case? Ewan Sutherland's case was one of the earlier cases in which the Strasbourg institutions recognised gay rights. And it was at the beginning of a line of cases uh, where gay rights were gradually recognised, in keeping with uh, developments in society and the law in the member states of the Council of Europe, uh, who are all parties to the Convention. This and there was a, a chap called Chris Morris, whose case was brought round about the same time, who was also a client of ours, and the gays in the armed forces cases and other cases since have gradually seen 
the European Court of Human Rights catching up in terms of recognising and protecting gay rights. Now that time has passed, what are your thoughts on the case? There's not much gay rights litigation anymore because mm. you know, we've done virtually all the things that need doing. Well, it's such a significant case. Thank you, Stephen. Join us next time as we discuss another important case in Byman's history. Thank you.